Chop Care Bar and Grill Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Johnson. With me are co-hosts, Danita Dinger and Lisa Murphy. Why don't you order a drink, kick back, grab an appetizer, and join us for some child care conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Child Care Bar and Grill. This is Danita Dinger, and I'm here with Radar from MASH, <laughs> also known as Jeff A. Johnson. Um, so what are we talking about today? We are talking about time, hours. Time. You hours. Ever, you have enough in your day? Um, some days I have too many hours, and other days I wish, you know, if only I could take some hours from this day and add it to this day and take hours away from another day and some put it on another day. Savings account or? Yeah, yeah, I think it's completely realistic. Who would have thought there'd be an internet? So who'd ever think that you could have an hour exchange program? Everyone could be on their own. Like, for me, it's still Thursday. But you've moved on to Friday now because you got your Thursday done. How many hours is your program open a week? My program is open. I have no idea how many a week. I've never actually sat down okay, and figured that out. It's 7.30 to 5.30, which is that 10 hours. And then, so if you're open five days a week, that would be like 50, 50 hours. hours. Ding, 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 ding. And then, other than that time, are you spending any time on work stuff? No. I really try hard not to. Really? How much time do you spend at the dollar store? Okay, Target, yeah, other than the, the dollar store or and the Target. Target dollar aisle. But that day. is like, that's decompressing. That's how I decompress. I, I go to the dollar store and I just let my brain wander and look at strange things that nobody else wants. And I buy 12 of them and grand things happen with them when I let children have them. I know caregivers are putting in 50, 60, 70 80 hours a week sometimes when you consider the time they're open and the paperwork and the shopping and the cleaning and all that kind of stuff. See, I try to do the cleaning while the, ki- while the kids are there. At the end of the day, we all pick up, you know, so much time before parents come and I'll do the floors and tables. I have helpers that help with the table. I use that Clorox anywhere, which is safe so far can for you, children to be around. Where, where can you use that? On my t- my table surfaces. Why? I don't know. I just thought you'd say anywhere since oh, it's called Clorox oh. anywhere. <laughs> it should be called Clorox table surfaces because yeah. I use it on my table. I thought you were like the state testing me to see where is this approved to use. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't use it on my floors. Oh, oh such a trick question. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. I use the Clorox anywhere, pretty much anywhere. So, I know caregivers that do 24-hour care. Oh, and I don't know how they do that. I know. I, I Most of them that I know are incredibly energetic, just and they're awesome sane people. people too. And, well, mostly sane, but it can't be true all the time because that's got to that's gotta be crazy. And I mean, they have if, a heart. Well, uh, I thought I had a pretty decent heart, but to take children into your, your home 24-7, I don't know. That's serious hours. And and I love you all for doing it, but oh, yeah. you're a little bit crazy. And I hope you know that, and I hope you know I'm, I'm saying it with, with love and kindness um, so you're not posting that I'm a real jerk for saying that. But um, it's, it's got to be a little bit crazy for you sometimes, doesn't it? We'd like to hear about that in the comments areas or in the emails about how, how you make that work because I, I'm not human enough to do that. And on top of that, there are people that not only do 24-hour child care, there are people that do uh, long-term care uh, for deployed military families. And so that child is with that caregiver for weeks and months at a time wow. while the parent is deployed. I did not know that. Yeah. 
and and I mean that takes like you said that takes some special heart that I don't know that I can muster up and and I, I don't know building such a strong relationship with those kids over those extended periods of time and then they go home it would it would rip me apart and on one hand I don't know how you do it but on the other hand I, I sure yeah, am glad you're doing it. It's hard enough saying goodbye to those little buggers that you have from seven thirty to five thirty when they go well, off to kindergarten. Sometimes it's not too. Well, yeah, yeah. no, no. But um, no, mostly it is. Yeah, I'm not saying at the end of the day it's hard to oh, say yeah. goodbye to them. I'm saying at the end of you know at when the they head off to kindergarten. Yeah. 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 So, so what about your off work time? Do you spend it wisely? I do, but you know now you've made me think that my mind is always on on my job because I I am always coming up with. Some idea, something's always popping into my brain that I could do, that I could try with the kids, that the kids would have fun with. Oh, my gosh, this would be awesome. Oh, my goodness, this would be so much fun. Um, And my husband will just look at me and shake his head and roll his eyes, and I'll just look back at him and go, trust me, it's just making my life easier. Because the better things I find for the kids to do, the easier my job is because there's less discipline, blah, blah, blah. That's a whole other topic. But anyway... What was your question? I don't remember. Did you use your time? Do you use your time wisely? No, I definitely don't use my time wisely. Well, if, I waste if I, time. Well, if I rewind the tape, you're going to say, yes, you do. That's what you said. Did I say that earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Like no. a minute ago. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know why I said yes to that because I don't. I'm the biggest time waster there is. I am such a procrastinator. I will sit and do nothing instead of doing something sometimes. <laughs> Are you good at it though? <laughs> I'm really good at wasting time. I'm really a good procrastinator. It's hard not to. Sometimes there's just so much to do or so much that could be done that the easiest thing is to just ignore it I really it all. said yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone that knows me knows that I do well, not make good use of time. I was kind of... But I, I think what I was thinking is open. I'm a multitasker because I can do all those things while doing other things. Right? No. <laughs> that made complete sense, didn't it? No. I, I can be thinking about my job while... But carrying on with other things, but, but yet I'm not focusing on either one 100. percent Yeah, so you you can't multitasking is a myth. Uh, mm. You're giving me the stink eye. I am. Read Brain Rules by Dr. John Medina. No, no, multitasking is something that females can do. It is a proven fact. No, multitasking. That women are better at, at multitasking. Multi- I know this because in my boxing class, I can have stations set up, and you need gloves on for the station where you're hitting the bags. So the station previous to the bags is something that you can do while putting gloves on. And the station after is something you can do while taking gloves off. And men cannot do it. Okay. And yes, you can do 100% at both. Okay. Maybe we can move beyond your little boxing class <laughs> and uh, actually talk about some science and what the science says, what, what neurological research says. And Dr. John Medina in his book, Brain Rules, uh, talks about talks about it the in the most accessible language. Is the brain, you can switch back and forth from one task to another very quickly, but you cannot focus on more than one thing at a time. You'd be surprised what I can get done while no. my water jug is filling with water. Okay, but you're not you're not filling the water jug with water. You're not doing two things. Your brain can do. But one. some people need to just stand there and wait uh-huh. for the like. If I go to okay, just for example, like Jimmy John's, you know, while you're waiting for the sandwich to come down the line, why isn't that person getting that paper folded and prepared instead of waiting until the sandwich is there? It 
kills me. Maybe they're tuned in and in the moment. No, they're they're totally lost. Uh, well, with this, uh, when we post this episode, I will include links to uh, the neurological research and uh, and research that says multitasking is a myth. There's, I think Medina's got a good video on this out there too, and Danita will get me all her research. And then and I will post, write up a blog I'll on my research. <laughs> so, uh, um, multitasking is a, a myth. I I think all people in the early childhood profession can multitask. Can you multitask with 100% efficiency? No, but you have to multitask. You have to tend to more than one thing at one time. You might have somebody crying. You might have somebody sharing um, an exciting moment across the room, and you have to, or maybe we're just good at faking multitasking. Well, you must be because multitasking isn't a thing the human brain is capable of. Well, what would you you call it then? I would call it doing two things but oh, switching. sometimes there's seven things going on at one time. I, I've known you for a while, and I've, oh, there's never seven things going on in your head at one time. <laughs> there are so many things going on in my head at one time. You can't even count. Okay, here's what the brain does. The brain switches back and forth from one thing to the other thing very quickly. So you're never, you may think you're doing two things or three things or seven things at once, but you're doing one thing at a time. If you are, if you are driving, if you are driving and texting, you're not driving and texting, you are driving or texting. Uh, and this is why people who drive and text get in so many accidents. I just did a little fine example of multitasking. You were I was kicking my legs and hitting my head and thunking my tongue and snapping my fingers and, at the and, same exact time. And your brain was only paying attention to one of those things at a time. <laughs> it was focusing on the, on my, the hand on my head because it was hurting. Jeff and Danita told me to think about hours. That was it. H-O-U-R-S. That was the direction. Hey, what's the topic? Hours. I'm like, hours? Shoot. And my first thought was, dude, I need more of them. I need more hours. I need more hours to do what? To do more stuff, you know, to be busier. But I think in the context of our audience, my thought instantly turned to the hours that are required to do this job well. And the reality is, is it's more than your eight hour shift center-based people. You know that, you know, you bring work home, you know, you plan on your own time. You know, you wake up in the middle of the night because you're worried about that one kid or that one family. So really it's, it's a 24 seven job. It really is. I don't care what anybody says. And, uh, I know you don't get paid for enough of that time, and the time that you do get paid for, I know you don't get paid enough. So that probably being a discussion for another time, let's at least let's think about the hours. What what are the hours? Family, child care, people. Yeah, that's tricky business right there. I mean, I, I labor law. I don't I don't know how we actually are allowed to get away with doing what's being expected from us. There, I'm not looking to you know get anybody investigated, but. I know that when I did family child care, we opened at 7 in the morning, 6.30 sometimes, sometimes 6, you know, depending on what they were needing. But I think if I, and I'd have to pull the paperwork, but I think my one, I think my first family child care was open at 6.30 in the morning and we closed at 6 at night. Uh, the second one I did, I think we did a 6 to 6 kind of thing. And uh, then the third one that we had uh, was also 6 to 6. And then the center was 6.30 in the morning until, um, I think, 6 o'clock at night. So the hours are long, you know, but I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Um, and, and if you don't know how to refuel yourself after 
you you're going to be exhausted and you're going to get burnt out. So whatever that might mean to you, um, and I and I I'm always very hesitant to make it sound like the discussion might be different for center based people or family child care people. But in this situation, it, it really is. I mean, you're you're in your house all day. Regardless of your hours, I mean, you could you could have you could only be open for the morning, but you're still you're you're there, um, and and for many of you, you're there by yourself, which also is probably a, a different workshop for for a discussion for a different time. The the isolation component is something that a lot of family child care providers really struggle with. But let's get back to the hours, the hours involved, the hours invested. Um, uh, closing time, opening time. I I think there's some conversation there. I used to lock the door. Uh, the door would get locked at six o'clock at night, and if you had to ring the bell, that meant you were late. Now a lot of people say, "Oh my God, that is such a great idea." Yeah, well, you got to be willing to enforce it. See, here's the thing. Uh, for for a while in California, when I was still working out there. A lot of the people were sharing each other's contracts, you know, the verbiage, because, you know, who wants to sit down and reinvent the wheel? Well, nobody. But here's the problem with just kind of copying and pasting somebody else's contract is that if you don't, if you're not actually willing to enforce it, it's, it might sound very witty and clever, um, but, but if you're not willing to enforce it, it's, it's really not going to do you any good. So if you wouldn't really actually expect the parent to be standing out there with a $20 bill for the fact that they're showing up late again, uh, probably best not to leave that out there. Um, I think your schedule, your hours should be flexible. I think that they need to accommodate every now and again some special requests. Um, I also think that if it comes to pass that everybody seems to be getting getting picked up by, you know, 4.30, that it might be okay to let people know that you're going to start closing at 5. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of riffing here because there's there's so many different, I think, paths this discussion can take. It's it's a long day job. It's a long job. Um, we struggled with the hours and the scheduling at the center because I'm I, – I, the one thing I brought from family child care into the center was really, really, really realizing how important it was for the parents – and the families to see the same face in the morning that they saw in the afternoon. I I really liked that, but legally, you know, I can't ask people to do that. So towards the end, we we started thinking on paper, and nothing ever actually was executed or nothing manifested in the center itself. But we started thinking about what if we were to do this all again. What what might it look like scheduling wise that would actually permit the parents and the families to have FaceTime with the same person. On a regular daily basis, you know what is it about the the after lunch time or after nap time that people kind of shut down? You know what what's that kind of evil spell that happens? I mean, it's been my experience that after kids wake up from nap, a lot of programs just go to pot. I mean, they just fall apart, and and I think sometimes it's because the staff are getting ready to go home, so there's kind of that end of the day vibe going on. And, you know, the reality is, is that you might leave at three, but there's kids there sometimes till six, six thirty, seven o'clock. And so, so their day is not over yet. So I, I, I would like to see more attention paid to that. How, how do you keep the afternoon just as engaging and relevant as, as the morning time? There is a myth perception that the morning time is somehow the learning time. You know, observations. Please come in the morning. That's when we're doing stuff. Well, what the hell's going on in the afternoon? You know, you got kids there from six in the morning till six at night. Why can't they come in at three o'clock? Oh, well, that's when all the teachers start going home. Okay, so we've got this logistical thing that is starting to impact our program. 
and I don't, I, I think we should pay more attention to some of that subtle stuff. Um, and with that, I'll say thanks. So what would you do if you had an extra two hours in, in a day? What, what, one thing I would suggest to I would you, spend more time with my kids. I would, I would suggest you do a little bit of reading on multitasking. <laughs> yeah. Or text your kids doing, doing what? Just being with them. My, I mean, our, oh, they grow so fast. My son is going to be 13 on February 24th. Well, he is 13 now by the time you guys are hearing this. And that's just plain shocking. My daughter's 14, and it's happened like in two years. And it just doesn't seem right. So I just feel I, like I they're slipping in, away. I think it happened in 14 years. I know it, but it doesn't feel like that. It absolutely is just shocking to me. So would that's what I would do with two extra hours. Would you be focused and tuned in on them, or would you be multitasking? See, that's where I get mad at myself because I can't, my brain cannot be, I, I have a very hard time turning my brain off. And sometimes just a word will spark an idea or... Um, I, I, just something. I saw a color maybe will spark an idea. I don't know how, why it works that way. And then I'll, I'll just wander off right then and there. And I, I feel it and I know it's happening. And at a um, workshop last weekend and the presenter was talking about how do you listen to your kids? And then they played this video of different example, excuse me, different examples. And I was, it was loud and clear which one I was. And I can't remember what it was called. Um, Shoot, I wish I could remember what it was called, but it's basically, you know, the empty listening of yeah, 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 because my mind has checked out of that conversation and moved on to whatever sparked enough. So, uh, I does that get, make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. You're scatterbrained. Yeah, yeah, but I can't <laughs> stop pretty, it. That was a pretty succinct way to put it. Well, the way the way but I, I have read a book that says scatterbrain doesn't happen, Jeff. Oh no, scatterbrained happens. I. I, I wrote a couple of books about burnout that says maybe you should try to stop it, though. Oh, um, no. No, the whole, the whole... I can't turn it off. I can't. My brain is the wicked. Whole th- the whole thing is... Well, yeah, you can have a wicked brain, but um, when your mind is going a thousand different directions at once, you said, and then on the other hand, you're saying, oh, I procrastinate all the time. I can never get anything done. Um, my experience is... When did this become a therapy session for Tania? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently one of us just needs it more than the other. And I have a wart on my foot too. <laughs> we'll put we'll put a picture of that up. Um, the, my experience is I used to be that scatterbrained. Um, I, I mean that was back used when I was, to be used to be that was back when I was drinking uh, six six a six pack of uh, Mountain Dew a day or something like that and oh. uh, and and all bouncy and and the thing is since since I started doing yoga and meditating. Um, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm more here than I am all over the place and, and it's easier to actually get things done. And, uh, I kind of like that better. But Jeff, I have no time for yoga. <laughs> well, I, I know you could. Probably, well, it's kind of hard to do downward dog when you're, <laughs> no, you're hard to do, to do downward dog when you're texting. I mean, no kidding. I'd have to multitask. And so, um, oh, you can't ahead. multitask. No, you, you, you can't. It's a myth. So um, I'm going to talk about the dash. This is our best, most honest podcast ever. This is how Jeff and I get along. <laughs> he says something that he read on research, and I say, no way, that's not true. <laughs> and, then, and, then, uh, and then three months later, she says, oh, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not, not always. Not always. Sometimes just in two months. <laughs> so I want to talk about the dash. We've all got I, – If I, I, I was never good, good at math. I, was, I guess I was – did you say the dash or math? Math. I, I was never good at math. 
but we need to talk about the dash. Okay. The math part is that we've all only got so many hours in the day. And if I think about figuring it out, you could figure out how many hours are in a, a day and a week and a year and how many hours the average There's person 24 has. 24 hours in a day. So how many are there in a year? Well, 24 times 365. Which is? the three, bring the two down. Yeah. A lot. A lot. There's a lot of hours in a year, but, and there's, there's even more in a life, but the reality is we've, we, we all only get so many hours and eventually, uh, you're going to die and there's going really, to Really? Do you have to spoil it, it like that? No, you didn't know how, you didn't know the ending? No. <laughs> no, the ending is you die. <laughs> you die, I die, we all die. And, and afterwards there's going to be a, a hunk of granite in the cemetery or no, a, ho, ho, not or, for this chicky well maybe this chicky should should uh, what are you going to be you going to be a brass urn no no i'm going to be at disney world in okaboji uh-huh. i was giving leroy the list of where i wanted him to i go just bring me in a ziploc bag at disney world and i want to be at splash mountain tower of terror and he's like i'm listing all these places and he said three Three places. I'm only going to try to sneak ashes out of the Ziploc bag three times at Disney World. See, I, I, <laughs> which I found hilarious. Some of you might find this very morbid, but I thought it was funny. I've, I've told Tasha I want to be composted. I've got a compost pile in the oh, yard. God, I think that'll work. Just... That'll work fine. You get that's so many why hours. the worms are so excited at your house. That's right. The worms are excited at my house. So you get so many hours, and uh, eventually you you do die and everybody but Danita is going to have a, a headstone or their name on a, a brass urn or something or it's going to Unless be a, you get me a lot that's a walkout there's no way I'm having a headstone. Okay, so I guess we're not going to get to the uh, the dash story. So I'll just drink oh, a little stop. bit more. You can you can edit that out. <laughs> I'll just I'll just drink a little bit more wine and we'll move on. When did you get a paper towel holder on your wall? It's not even that bright and shiny. Okay, back to the dash. You got me curious. Well, I want to know the dash. The dash isn't important anymore. Not as important as that tower rack, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and, and where Leroy... Leroy <laughs> scatter my ashes. No, Leroy is going to forget to pick up your ashes because he's going to be out with two 20-year-olds. He met, yeah, uh, nice. met at the cemetery or something. He'll be so, multitasking because nice. I won't be around to get stuff yeah, done. So he's going to, oh, I forgot. Uh, ashes. <laughs> at, who? Ashes. Who's oh, ashes? Ashaway, Ashaway. This is it. All right, so here's the deal. We all, we're all going to die. Um, Danita's going to pre- apparently get spread around Disneyland or world, Land World. 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 And Okaboji. And, and ok- not Disney World and Okaboji? No, Lake Di- Okaboji. Disney World and Lake Okaboji. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to get composted, whatever. Uh, we're all going to die. There's going to be a headstone. There's going to be an urn. There's going to be a Facebook post. There's going to be a newspaper obituary. And it's going to have the year you were born and the year you died and that tiny little dash in between those two years. And that dash is every hour of your life, every breath you took, every choice you made, every time you thought you were multitasking, but what you really weren't because your brain can only do one thing at a time. It's going to be every choice, every emotion, every action, every reaction is going to be that dash. And we need to be more mindful about what we're we're doing with our dashes. And this is, a, this is a hard thing. This is a constant struggle that I'm dealing with all the time because part of me wants to veg out and watch stuff on Netflix. And the other part thinks, well, crap, there's other stuff you got, you got to get done because when your mind is going a thousand places and you're coming up with all those ideas, they're only ideas until you do something with them and and figure out a way to physically manifest them into the world. And we've only got so much time 
so much time to do that. And so that's the dash. What are you doing with your dash? Well, apparently I'm trying to multitask, which I can't do, and I'm scatterbrained. But I think I'm doing okay. Most of the time. I'm not in a Ziploc bag yet. Yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yet. I've got time. I've got time to get better at my dash. Some days I am a great dad. I, I am fabulous, and I'm very mindful. And then other days, not so much. All right, so we want to hear from you. Do you have enough hours in your day? What are you doing with them? Do you make the most of your dash? If you had two more hours a day, what would you do with it? Let us know. Hey, thanks for joining us for episode number 10 of the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. You can email us at ccbag.podcast at gmail.com. I'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. We can fix it in post. Okay.